Hi, morning church. You know, for those of you who are watching online, just want to, you know, say this, that uh, every first and third Sunday of the month, we are having communion together. So it would be great if you can prepare your bread and your cup at home and join us yeah, together as we you know, partake of the Lord's communion. It's a very sacred and important time for us as believers in Christ. So please don't, don't forget, yeah, first Sunday and third Sunday of the month. Amen? So join us for communion. All right. You know, this uh, past few weeks, we have been, you know, going through a series on uh, our excellence, all right, to excel in, in our faith and speech, to excel in our knowledge and earnestness. And the third one, the last week we talked about excelling in love and the grace of giving. So it's important for us to grow in this uh, manner because all these things will help us on our journey of faith in our journey in this life. And the thing is this, that our faith and our life's journey, you know, they are not automated like a lift. You know, some people think that the moment they accept Christ, is like a lift. You know, we have pressed the button of salvation and then, you know, automatically we just, you know, we'll, we'll just go up. All right? It's, it's not going to be like that. Or like a travelator. Yeah, how many of you have been on a travelator? That, you know, you, when you step on top of a travelator, you will just, you know, it, it carries you. Yeah, if you want to go faster, you just walk and then you, you'll be faster. But, you know, but you, you are barricaded by, by, by the sides and you can't, you know, jump over or whatever. So, it's almost like you feel that it's, it's on a straight line. All life, you know, is like a, an escalator where you stand on it and then automatically you just go up, you know, in, in life. It's, it's not like that. Our faith is not like that. In fact, you know, our life's journey, there are a lot of things in our life's journey, there's a lot of things that wants to, us, wants to throw us off this journey. Especially in, in the journey of our faith. That, you know, trials, the things that we go through in life will want to, you know, throw us off this faith that we have in God. Maybe some is sickness, maybe some is providence, maybe some is their job or relationship. It could be anything that they, they begin to question God, God, are you real and stuff like that. But you know what, friends? These are things that can happen to any of us, to the best of us. And we must start, we must begin by knowing that, you know, in this journey, not everything is going to be smooth and easy. And in fact, like what Jean has said that, you know, even in 2022, the new year is about to come. But I'm sure many of us who are seated here, or those of you who are watching online, you have certain worries. When Jesus said, do not worry, He knows that this is a problem that we have. We do worry. But the thing is, that what do we do when we are being, you know, when, when times that we, we've been challenged or times that, you know, that things wants to, to throw us off this journey of our faith. You know, I, I believe that every one of us here, we drive a car or at least you have some knowledge of driving a car. And one of the things, you know, uh, concerning a car is, a wheel, is the wheel alignment. Everybody say wheel alignment. So if you've been driving a car today, is the first time you're hearing this, well, you, you better need, you need more knowledge of, of your car. And all of us know wheel alignment is very important. Because if the, when the wheel alignment is off, you can't drive straight. Because it tends to pull at one side. And if you want to drive straight, you need a lot of effort because you have to hold the steering straight. But the moment you let go, it will just wear off either to the left or to the right. And driving like that can cause danger. And besides danger, you have some mechanic friends that, that I have, he says this, that you know, because your wheel alignment is off, you can't drive any faster even if you want to, is dangerous. And some even say that you are wasting resources because when the alignment is off, it causes your tires to wear off faster. It causes you to burn more fuel. And the thing is with, with our lives is this, that in this journey, we need to always remind ourselves to align ourselves to God. And there'll be a lot of things that will try to pull us to the side. A lot of things will, will want to, you know, cause us to, to you know, to, to not go on a straight line per se. 
And even when we want to, it is difficult because our alignment is not set properly. And I was thinking through this and I realized that, you know what, you know, when, when misalignments happen, they are caused by a few things. Number one is bumps and potholes. When you drive across bumps and potholes like you, they never exist, it causes your wheel alignments to be off. If you have just, you know, come out from a tire shop with your brand new tires and everything is set properly and then when you're driving and you, and when you see a pothole and you just drive straight into it, a deep pothole, your alignment will go off. Or even bumps, you know, on the road, you, you know, you, you think that you are some action, you know, driver or, or you know, uh, or what do you call it? Uh, you know, in movies, all right, those, those real action drivers, they drive and you wish that a bump can, can cause you to just, for, for your four tires to be lifted for a while, you know, and, you know, and it, but the thing is this, all these things can cause misalignments. And in life, just as in life, there will always be bumps and potholes. And in this journey, there are some potholes we can see, some bumps we can see. We have to be careful. But there will also be some that we can't see. And we just, this past one and a half years or two years, it has shown us that we can't avoid. These are things that are unavoidable. But they can cause us to misalign. But it's very important for us that when there's misalignment, we need to align ourselves again. The next thing is this, that you know what can cause misalignment is neglect. Everywhere say neglect. This happens when you don't care about your car. Most drivers or most owners of, of our car, they are guilty of this. You think that the tires can inflate by itself. The suspensions are made for life on your car. You only look into repairs when your car can't even move anymore. I remember many years ago, I have this friend, you know, he drives an old car. And I asked him, I said, hey, you know, your car is, is quite, you know, in a bad shape. And there's, there's you know, smoke coming out from, from your, you know, black smoke coming out from your exhaust and, and things like that. He said, no, no, no. My car is an amazing car. Because my dad told me, you know, when, when I drove down from Penang, Penang people, all right, and, and, you know, I've been driving this car for, for a year and it says that you don't even need to service the car for a whole year. For the whole year. I look at him. I said, what? You have not serviced your car for the entire year? He said, no need. My dad says, no need to service the car. And I look at him and say, brother, that's not the way to maintain a car. That's why your car is, there's black smoke coming out from the exhaust. I don't know how, how his car is right now, probably in some scrapyard somewhere. Yeah. But the thing is this, if you have proper maintenance, your car will need lesser repairs. And in the journey of our faith, one of the problems is this, that we often neglect. We think that everything is just going to be okay. And we are not, you know, serious about our faith. We are not serious about this journey that God has put us on. And we just, you know, just wait and just let things happen. Friends, this journey of faith requires a lot of attention. Because you and I know, neglect, when neglect sets in, disaster will follow. Don't wait until you can't move anymore. That's why a lot of people, when they, they come to a place of shipwrecking their faith, then only they began, they, I mean, prayerfully, they were was, they was still, want, you know, they, they will be serious with God. But the problem is this, they don't even want to be serious. They blame God, they blame church, they blame Christians. That's not the way. And then, 
What happens, you know, uh, what, what can cause misalignment? Pressure. Tire air pressure is very important. That's why we always, you know, advise people, you know, please check your tire pressure every month. But most of us don't. Too much or too little pressure will affect your car's wheel alignment. Underinflated tires will cause higher rolling resistance. And overinflated tires causes less traction. Both of these will have an impact on steering the car. And pressures in life is good, but too, not too much of it or too little of it. Our aim in life should never be without pressure. We think that, well, you know, if to be a Christian, to have God's blessings means no pressure or very less pressure. It's no good because that can cause us to be complacent. And too much pressure is no good because we are not made like pressure cookers. We can take pressure, but not over. Or living life over-pressured. Too little pressure can cause us to miss out on an exciting life. And too much pressure can cause us to miss out on the joys of life. Am I right? If you, the, you're pressured every day, you don't enjoy living your life. Or too little pressure, you're just like, oh, whatever will be, will be. You don't know how exciting your life can be. Even Jesus said, I, I want to read this to you again from Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. It goes to tell us every single day has enough of its own trouble. Sometimes we are pressured because we think too far ahead. Sometimes there's too little treasure because we are still very back. We are not even living today. We are living yesterday. Friends, I want to tell you what, if we come to a place to understand that we need to learn to, to always come to Jesus. Jesus says, those, for those of you who are burdened and heavy laden, come to me and I will give you rest. No matter what pressures that we go through, we can come to Jesus. Amen? We lay it down at His feet and God can give us that rest that we need. But that rest doesn't mean that we just stay stationary there. But that rest allows us to be rejuvenated so that we can get up again, continue on that journey. Because God has never meant for us to be stationary. He meant for us to move and walk with Him. And then the next thing that causes Misalignment is wear and tear. Wear and tear, they are also unavoidable. The more mileage you have on your car, there will be more wear and tear. Just the same in life. There will be wear and tear. Your tires, the more you use it, there will be more wear and tear. But it's a good thing because you are gaining mileage. But wear and tear cannot be downplayed or be ignored. Just, as, just like the wheel alignments have different components to be tuned. Tires, tire balancing, caster, camber, the toll needs adjustments. In life, we need to take care of the different aspects of our lives because wear and tear happens in every aspect of our lives. It happens to your mental. It happens to your spirit. It happens to your physical. I know if your wear and tear is, is almost to, to, to the limit, it's every time when I hear you say that you need another holiday after you come back from, from a holiday. I often hear that. People who are, oh yeah, we are having a break. 
but you come back, oh, I want a break again. The day that you came back from your break. Friends, work must be followed by rest and rest must be followed by work. Sowing must be followed by reaping and reaping must be followed by sowing. Everything has a rhythm. For those of you who, you know, who are more musically inclined, not like me, all right, but I, I think that if I'm not mistaken, if you talk about a rhythm of music, you know, the music rhythm, there must first be a beat. But the beat cannot just all the way. The beat must have silence. So rhythm is between, you know, is, 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 you have, need to have beat and silence so that you can have a music rhythm. Am I right? Those of you who have been, okay, grade 8 piano, am I right? Ah, correct, okay, say thumbs up, okay. Yeah. If not, it cannot be it's just noise. But you tum, 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 tum. You get what I mean? There must be silence between, just as in life. There's wear and tear. But we need to learn to also find rest and then work again. When we sow, we need to reap. After reaping, we need to sow. Come on, everybody said rhythm. Right. And misalignment can happen to the best of us. But the good news is this. It can be corrected. How many of you thank God for that? Misalignments can be corrected. Can you imagine if you buy a brand new car and the alignment cannot be corrected? So you only have a certain you know, uh, uh, lifespan on, on driving that car in the right alignment. You probably won't enjoy Driving that car, right? But when you drive and you realize, hey, you know, the alignment is off, then you tune it again and it becomes a more pleasurable drive. And we need to know replacing the tires alone is not going to solve the issue. Alignment does not just consist of the tires, but it consists of all the different things that I talked about just now, right? So God is, in, is into the business of aligning us inwardly more than the outward appearance. All the outward appearance is, you know, it will pass. But it doesn't mean that it's not needed. It's needed, but it's not the main thing. But God wants what is inside. Your car alignment, a lot of things, your wheel alignment can't be seen. The adjustments can't be seen on the outside. Even though you have brand new tires, it doesn't mean that it's going to help you to drive straight. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, God told Samuel to go to the house of Jesse to anoint one of the sons, one of his sons to be the next king of Israel. So, you know, in, in verse 6 and verse 7, this is one of the, the you know, uh, most famous uh, words or, or most popular words that have been, always been used that God always looked at there inwardly and not outwardly. He says, so it was when they came that he looked at Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. So Samuel was so confident. The moment he saw Eliab, the first one, he says, well, Okay, you know, this is the one. Because he has everything to his, you know, to, to Samuel's understanding outwardly. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature because I have refused him. Wow. Who can you imagine this? Samuel the prophet of the nation, the judge of the nation have gotten or have made a mistake in a sense. If God did not speak, probably Eliab would have been the next king of Israel. Then God says this, for the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. You know, in, in the Second World War, or before the Second World War, there was a very influential leader who would use Christian lingo in his public speeches. So when he, went, when he spoke in public, he would always, you know, give glory and honor to God. He would always mention about God. He talked about how the blessing of the Almighty and the Christian confessions have become pillars of, you know, will become pillars of his new government. And he even showed off you know, uh, every, you know, he always showed off a, a tattered Bible 
and he held it up and says, you know, he drew strength from it. And the people saw him as, as a man that is, you know, as a, as a man sent by God. They welcomed him as a holy man of God. And you know who was this man's, what was this man's name? His name was Adolf Hitler. He mastered outward religiosity, but without his inward reality. So that is why, you know, it's really important that when, when our misalignment, when misalignment happens in our life, it's not just changing the outward. It's not changing church. It's not changing your clothing. It's not just you know, buying a new Bible. It's about that work that's within. Because outwardly, it brings to nothing if the inward does not change. That's why I, I, I cringe and at times when I hear Christians who say, you know, oh, I'm growing because the church is so good. You're getting it wrong. You need to grow because of your faith in God. The journey that you have. It's not all the outward appearance. Oh, this church is very good because there's so many activities. Oh, you know, I, 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 oh, my, my children are growing because the children program is so amazing. I tell you what, friends, all these things, if we are not careful, we are just dependent on all those things, it's just going to be outward. Appearances. And there's no real change. Oh, you know, I really sense God's presence because the worship is, is just amazing in this church. The musicians, they play, you know, no off-key, no, no out-of-tune. The singers were all like, wow, they are pitch perfect. And they sing the latest songs. I cringe when I hear that. Because there's, those things will not really help you to master inward, inwardly the reality of God in you. So friends, let us not set our eyes on the wrong things. And it's easy to align to God when God tells us to do what we want to do. But when God tells us what we don't want to do, alignment will be a challenge. Maybe you fell in love with this girl and wow, you know, such a great girl and stuff like that. And, and you, oh, you know, you, you know, I'm going to marry this girl, you know, in, in these next few months. But then, you know in your heart, God says, not, now is not the right time. Hold on. How will you feel? Where you see all the stars are aligned. But God is saying, hey, this is what you see. God does not see what man sees. How will you respond? Oh, everything is telling you that, oh, you know, everything's so aligned that, oh, if I'm going to take this job, you know, I'm, I'm going to be paid, you know, 50% more than I'm going to, you know, be, be paid in, in my previous job and I'm going to have all these things that, wow, you know, it's so good. But then, it takes you away from your commitment to God. It seems everything outwardly is all aligned. And then I hear Christians who say things like, you know, if I take up this job, even though I can't be involved in serving God so much, but I can give more because I earn more now. God doesn't want your money. He wants your heart. He doesn't want your talent. He wants you. Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, God wants you. Maybe some will like, you know, uh, in church, there's no guys, there's no, you know, you're a guy and you're, you're like, there's no girl, you know, it's like, ah. Uh. And then suddenly you see one non-believer in your workplace and say, wow. You know, I heard people who say, even Christian, you know, people, uh, Christians who are years in church, who say things like, you know, oh yeah, you know, uh, yeah, it's okay, uh, this, this person, right? Uh, He's, you know, this person is, is wonderful. He has a good heart. He's great. But he's not a Christian. But, or he did, they don't say, but he's not a Christian. They say, he's not a Christian, but he's very open. 
to Christianity. Alignment will be an issue. I've, you know, I've heard of parents who have been so worried about their, their, their children not getting married and their children is only 24 years old. They want to find a life partner for them. So it's okay, it doesn't matter. Non-Christian also fine. As long as a good man. Alignment is an issue. How about giving? You know, I was talking to one of our, our leaders the other night and we were just having a good chat over the phone. And he said this, he said this, Pastor, you know, I've, I've learned even since younger days that you have taught us through the word about honoring God with our, our finances, the tithing and the offering. So no matter what changes, even though, you know, I'm going to have another, you know, child soon and, 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 and whatsoever it is, you know, my tithe and my offering will not decrease just because my responsibility increases. My financial responsibility increases. Wow, I look at, I mean, I was talking there and I say, wow. Aligning ourselves. And he said this, you know, Pastor, I aim to give more. Wow, I, I, I say, wow, amazing. It's not that, you know, I'm excited because church will have, you know, more, more, you know, tax. It's not about that. But the heart to honor God is so crucial. And that's what me and Pastor Brenda, we always aim to do, that we'll be able to give more. Year by year, we want to give more. Even though other responsibilities have increased, we want to give more. There are four things that we need to understand about tuning our alignment. Are you guys okay? Are you learning something this morning? Amen? Alright, four things. Four things about tuning alignment. Number one, you must understand God's rule. Everybody say God's rule. Grace does not nullify God's rule over our lives. Grace does not eradicate God's rule over our lives. When we don't recognize God's rule, things can get out of hand pretty quickly. If we don't understand that God's kingdom is a kingdom, and kingdom has rule, Kingdom has the king. If we don't recognize that, then it's very difficult for us to adapt or to, to when Jesus returns, it's very difficult for us to accept that because he's going to come back as the reigning king. He's not going to come back as your best friend that sits next to you smoking pot or she's shying with you. Some people have this notion, thinking that, you know, Jesus will be who they want him to be. Jesus is king. Tell your neighbor, Jesus is the coming king. Misalignment causes simple things to be complicated. When we confess that Jesus is Lord, Jesus Christ is Lord. What do we understand by that? The problem with us is that we tend to bend God's rule to fit our likings. If we come under God's rule over our lives, there will be authority. Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9 says that God will show himself strong on those who are loyal to him, those that recognize him as the Lord of their lives, as God of their lives. Sometimes we wonder why our Christian life has no authority. It's because we don't see Jesus as king rule over our lives because we often see him only on the grace side of it. Friends, tuning our alignment is submitting to God's rule. If you want your alignment to be set right, firstly, we must submit to God's rule. Jesus Christ is the returning king. 
He's going to come back. Not the same manner that He came the first time round. Jesus is not going to come back as a, as a baby again. He's going to come back. He says He's riding on the clouds with the host of heaven behind Him. He will come back in that manner. Do you think that Jesus is going to come back in that manner with the host of heaven riding on clouds coming down in such a spectacle to come to you and give you a hug? Or have a feast with you? That Jesus coming with all his host of chefs to prepare for you your, your meal? No, he's coming to judge the world. And we Christians will be first to be judged. Christians, believers, to be judged. So friends, it's time to be serious. If this past two years have not tell you anything, let me tell you just one thing. It's time to get serious. Secondly, tuning alignment. So we need to understand God's will. Everybody say God's will. One of the things that Jesus taught His disciples in the Lord's Prayer is about God's will. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 to 13 says this. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The whole entire prayer, the Lord's Prayer, is found in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, 9 to 13. Jesus said this. He taught the people to pray. Hallowed be your name. That's the first thing, to recognize that God's authority. And what's the second thing? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the next thing. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because God has a will to be done on this earth as He has will in heaven. It originates in heaven. It originates from heaven and demonstrated on earth. And guess what? We can be part of that. God's will is not about good ideas. In life, we are always filled with good ideas. It's a good idea to do this. It's a good idea to do that. But how many of us could say that it's God's will that I'm doing this? Tuning our alignment is surrendering to God's will. Are we able to come to Him? I tell you what, friends, God's will is not so easy. That it just happened, it's not like a travelator, it's not like a, an escalator, it's not like a lift. We must surrender our will to God's will. And it's not easy. And the third thing is God's leading. We must understand God's leading. When it comes to God's leading, it is always an issue of trust. Do we trust Him enough? Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, the verse 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. The challenge in trusting God It's always this. Just as how we have read just now, trust in the Lord with all your heart. I think that part, all of us, we are, we know it, that we need to trust God with all our hearts. But you know what's the challenge in trusting the Lord with all our hearts? It's about not leaning on our own understanding. 
And this part, the lean not on your own understanding is the bridge between trusting the Lord with all your heart to acknowledging Him and Him directing our paths. Without that part of not leaning on our own understanding, it doesn't make sense. If you look at this, you will find that not leaning on your own understanding is always a challenge for all of us. Because all of us, we fear of losing control. Why we can't lean on our own understanding, why we can't come to a place of not leaning on our own understanding is because we fear to lose control. We want God to direct our path, but yet we want to hold Him, His hands, to move the direction that we feel that is safe. But trusting God is not about losing control. It's not even about gaining control for ourselves. It's about handling over control to God. Sometimes we, we feel that, you know, to, to, you know, to trust God and not, you know, and it's, it's like we, we feel that, oh, you know, to let go of the steering wheel and it's like, oh, you know, it's like, okay, wherever it is, we just trust that the steering wheel will just, you know, go, go right. I mean, go to the right path. But it's not. It's releasing it to God so that God holds that steering wheel of our lives. How many of you, you after you have tuned your car alignment, when you drive, you know, on a straight road, what normally what you do is you want to test it out. You let go of the steering wheel but you don't let go and press the brake. The brakes, am I right? You just keep on the momentum and then you see whether it's going straight or not. Why do you do that? Because you want to test your alignment whether it's properly done or not. So the same with our lives. That when we come to trusting God, when we choose to lean not on our own understanding, we say, God, here's the control. Okay, when we are driving, all right, obviously there's no invisible hand that's holding the, the steering wheel. But in our lives, it's different because the, the invisible hand of God is holding on to the control. And if God is in control, I tell you what, there can be no other greater or better to do it than God himself. Than God himself. Friends, tuning our alignment is stationing, stationing on God's leading. We need to station ourselves in God's leading. God, you take over. Can we do that? Or are we still coming to a place where we become advisors to God? We tell God what to do. Shouldn't be that way, friends. And the fourth thing, the last thing is this. We need to understand God's time. There is always a season and a time for everything and every purpose under heaven. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 tells us that, right? But our lives should never just be the Logos moments, the, the natural progression of things. But our lives in God should always, I mean, should be the Kairos moments where we see God's time or His intersection in our lives. Because only Kairos moments will reveal God's purpose. The logos of things does not reveal God's purpose. The logos of things that, you know, is just the natural progression of life. You wake up in the morning, you brush your teeth, you have your breakfast, you go to work, and all these are, you know, it's just natural things that we do. But it's those Kairos moments where God's purpose is revealed. And God's time and God's purpose always go beyond human understanding. But we can 
be assured because God knows everything. He knows the end from the beginning. And He is the Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and He's the end. What more do we need to be assured of knowing that in Him we have our beginning and in Him is also our ending. Our time is on a linear direction. The natural progression of time is on a linear direction. Am I right? Your age doesn't go down. You, 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 you live, you know, you were, you were here when you were younger. But then you will move forward. You can't move backwards. Of course, some of you back to defer because the older you get, the more childish you become. <laughs> Our time is limited. But God is not governed by time. Because God lives outside of time. Because for us, our understanding, that's the beginning, that's the end. But to God, there's no beginning, there's no end. He knows the beginning, He knows the end, but He's not governed by beginning or end. Because He goes beyond that. So it's important that we need to understand God's time. So tuning our alignment is setting on God's time for our lives. We need to always look for those kairos moments where God's purpose are revealed in us or to us. Amen? How many of you want to live a mundane life? None of us. For those who are believers in Christ, we get inspired, we get you know, excited, we get encouraged when we hear of, of, of you know, people who have, you know, have done things as beyond this human understanding. Why would they want to, want, want to live their lives, you know, in, in, you know, and leave everything behind and, and just do something that God has called them to do, which is far lesser than what our minds can comprehend. But yet, these people, when they know that they are in God's purpose, there's no joy in this world that could give to them what God, God's purpose have given to them. I'm not mistaken, I've, I've read of, of this Chinese, you know, evangelist. Those of you who probably will have known, I, I think it's, it's I, my, you know, my memory has not failed me. Watchman Nee. I, I, I like his books, all right? I, I I read a few of his books and man, he's, he's one of those Chinese evangelists that have really changed the world. And he was a well-educated man. But the moment that when he returned back to China, yep, the, 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 the book says this, that he stood at the pier and he took out his degrees. I think he had two, if I'm not mistaken. And he stood there facing the sea, at the, at the pier. And he said, God, I surrender my life to you. I, I give my all for your purpose and he tore those degrees and he threw it into the sea. And God used him as one of the greatest evangelists in his time in Asia. If those of you from Stiawan, all right, I've, I've heard that he has been there before to preach in, in Stiawan. Wow. Amazing. Friends, if we get our alignment right, our assignment is going to be clearer. It's as simple as, as that. If we are misaligned, we are busy trying to keep the steering straight. That's why we can't, we, we can't think about God's purpose because in our whole time, we are just thinking of just keeping straight. We can't go faster even if we wanted to. We can't go further even if we wanted to because most of our focus is just to stay straight because the, the alignment, the misalignment is there. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. 
We need to always set our eyes on Jesus, to look onto Jesus. Friends, I believe that if we get our alignment right, our anointing will also increase. When we get our alignment right, our assignment will be clearer. When we get our alignment right, our anointing increases. Because God wants us to be a channel of His anointing, not reservoirs. He wants to channel His anointing through us. Remember, rhythm, there's feeling, there's pouring. Let me just give you an illustration, you know, in your mind. Just, just think about it. When you're pouring water through a jar, a steady hand is very important, right? Can you imagine you have a cup and someone comes to you with a jar of water and and you start pouring, but his hand is shaking. You know what? The water will just be everywhere. It's going to be wasted. But a steady hand will pour directly into the cup. It will be filled. And God wants His anointing to be like because God doesn't want to waste His anointing. So when we are misaligned, it's very difficult for God to pour forth His anointing through us. God's anointing is not like a grenade where pull and pull, boom! Or a shotgun. Do you know that when God does something through His anointing in your life, it's very specific? It speaks to you on a certain thing. It deals with you on a certain thing. It's not everything. God's anointing. You know, if God has a word for you, you want a specific word. How many of you would just, you know, be satisfied with, you know, I've loved you with an everlasting love? God has a word for you. I've loved you with an everlasting love. You know that when you read scripture, right? But you want that specific word. If we get our alignment right, our actions will bear fruit. Simon, become clearer. Anointing increases, our actions will be fruitful. If we are misaligned, we waste resources. Simple things can get difficult as we have, you know, learned just now, right? The right alignment will draw God's favor and He will establish us. He will establish the work of our hands. God will prosper, will multiply the work of our hands. Our efforts increases, but yet it will bear more fruit. That's what alignment does. And if you were to ask me, Pastor, how would 2022 will be? I tell you what, it's going to be a year that's going to be challenging. And that's why we need to align ourselves properly. We got to brace ourselves to align our lives, to get our alignments right so that we won't be, you know, wasting our energy on just trying to, 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 to be straight. We need to be moving forward. We need to be moving further. We need to be moving faster. Maybe some of us, we, we feel that oh, it's, it's going to be, you know, just another time to just sit down and wait for things to, to happen. I tell you what, friends, it's not just going to be just sitting down and, and wait for things to happen. It's not going to be a travelator. It's not going to be an escalator. It's not going to be like a lift. Friends, we, we need to walk on this journey. We need to go faster. We need to go further. If we have that kind of mindset like what we had last year, I tell you what, nothing will change. Or in fact, if we still have the mindset of this year for our next year, nothing will change. And then we wonder why our life journey is like that. I tell you what, friends, it doesn't have to be like that. But we're going to see 
God moving so ever greater in and through our lives, in and through our church. If only we get our alignments proper, our alignments right. Amen. And then before I end today, sometimes, in fact most of the time, alignments will cause us. Maybe some of us will have lesser resources because we are aligning ourselves. In a sense of like, we are using those resources for God's purpose. We have lesser for ourselves. That doesn't matter. But we know that we are aligning ourselves. Maybe some of us will have lesser friends because we know that some of these friends that we have right now, they are just causing us to just be put to one side. Where you want to drive straight, they are sitting next to you, just pulling your steering to go to one side. Maybe some things, some friends you need to let go of. Some relationships need to be set apart, need to set aside. Maybe to some, aligning ourselves is, is having lesser time for, for our own lives. You know, <laughs> some people would think that, oh, you know, now after everything, oh, I just want more time for myself. I tell you what, no matter how much time you can have for yourself, it's limited. But I want to tell you this, friends, make sure that we get ourselves to eternity with God, then we have all the time for ourselves with God. Time here is very limited. It's very short. Friends, if your entire purpose is that so that you work hard right now so that later on you have you know, more time for yourself, it's not going to happen, friends. Because that should not never be an aim for us who are believers in Christ. We need to maximize the time that we have here on this earth. Yes, that's the rhythm. Rest then work. Work then rest. Sow then reap. Reap then sow. The rhythm. But it's not resting. <laughs> it's not reaping. That rhythm in our lives. Friends, I pray that we will take it seriously. 2022, let us be more serious with God in every aspect of our lives. Our alignments need to be adjusted. Some of us, if we are true to ourselves and true to God, all of us we need some form of align, alignment, adjusting, adjustments. We wish that it's so easy, right? The mechanic just put a spanner inside and, and a wrench and then just turn, turn and then look at the, what do you call the, the, the screen on, on the monitor and or the, the thing is straightened. I wish that it's so easy because when God puts that spanner and that wrench in us, it's going to be wrenching. It's going to be tightening. But it will get us on this journey to the right destination. Amen. Hallelujah. So friends, come on. Let's set our eyes on Jesus. I believe this message is for every one of us, including myself. There are some things in my life that I need to align. There's some misalignments I need to adjust so that our, you know, alignment is, is proper. Every one of us have that something. But all of us, we need to allow God, allow the Holy Spirit to do that work in each and every one of us. It starts with that. Amen. For those of you who are watching this online, I believe God is speaking to you. Wherever that you are, 
I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to minister to your heart. Let's be open to Him. Let's open our eyes and set our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus. Even though in this life, there's going to be things that will, you know, pull us left and right, but we're going to set our alignments right and look to Jesus because He is the only one that we need to look onto. Not on our finances, not on our relationships, not on you know, our career or every other thing that's around us. Not on our clothes. <laughs> like what Jean says, actually, we, we all need lesser clothes. New clothes, lesser new clothes for our lives. Not lesser clothes, all right? We, we need to be wearing properly, all right? Uh, yeah. But you realize that there are a lot of things in life that's actually not needed. Why not channel those resources to something purposeful? Or, even better, God's purpose for your life. Amen. Come on, let's look to Jesus. I believe every one of us, we have something that we need to deal with. Some alignments that need to be adjusted. Some misalignments that need to be corrected. Amen. Some alignments that need to be tuned. Amen. Come on, let's look to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we submit to your rule. Lord, we surrender to your will. Lord, we station ourselves in your leading. And we set on your timing for our lives, O God. Holy Spirit, only you know. The things that need to be aligned. In our lives, oh God, Lord, we pray, let that be an inward work of the Holy Spirit in each and every one of us today. Oh, every misalignment to be tuned. Oh, Lord, our alignments to be adjusted, oh God, oh, towards you. Oh, Oh, Hallelujah. Lord, we avail ourselves to you, we yield to you. Lord, we pray that in Jesus' name, God, that you will do that alignment, the tuning of our alignments in each and every one of us. Lord, we pray that we will not live our lives misaligned to your purpose, to your will, to what you are doing, O God, or what you want to do in and through us. Father, we pray, O God, no matter how difficult it may be, Lord, we pray that in Jesus' name, we will always choose to align ourselves to you and with you. Lord, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus in whatever areas of our lives that need some adjustments, some tuning of our alignments. Lord, let it be done. Holy Spirit, do that work in each and every one of us. We yield to you. We pray that may you show us and reveal to us even more. Lord, let that be a change inwardly, not just the outward of things, but inwardly, O oh Father, each and every one of us will be renewed day by day to change into the image of Christ more and more. So Lord, we thank you. We praise you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. So God bless you. Have a great week ahead. Alright, if I don't see you on Christmas, Merry Christmas. 
Yeah, uh, Christmas is this coming Saturday. Yeah, so have a good Christmas for those of you watching online. If you're overseas, Merry Christmas. And and I pray that God will, will always be with you, will watch over you. And, you know, before we go, let's, let's declare the benediction. May the love of the Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. This sermon has been brought to you by Harvest Generation Church. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged.